Welcome everyone to the Akin Nerds Podcast, a weekly show that tells you what is going on in the nerdy world. I am CJ Mellon, joined by Josh Burns Hello. and Ryan Thornton. I refuse to greet anybody here. They all expect me to be here. <laughs> Uh, listen, there were a lot of uh, fun movie news and trailers and things that came out, so I'm very excited to talk about uh, this week's topics. But I want to start with something that we should all just be pumped and, and, and very excited for, and that is we got a another trailer, a, a full-length trailer, really. For Fantastic Four 2. <laughs> yes, or known as Incredibles 2. The, the oh, full- no, best Fantastic Four movie ever. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, listen, this is, this is coming out soon, June 15th. It, it's going to hit theaters. Uh, this looks. Gr- I mean, it's Disney Pixar and it's The Incredibles, and I keep remember every time I see a trailer or see footage, I just remember how good The Incredibles was. It, was it is my favorite this, Pixar movie. This has been hands down far too long. Hands down, they waited so. I don't know why this movie got pushed back more and more and more. This this movie's so good. It's the so only, good. It's the only trailer, the only movie I'm watching trailers and behind the scenes stuff for. It's the only one I'm watching stuff for. So I, I'm I'm so excited by this. And then we got a we got a sneak peek of the villain. Oh, the, the creepy. Yeah, what's his name? I don't remember. Wearing like a gas mask or the villain is Common Core Math. That's what I got from that. <laughs> Why would you change math? Math is math. It's going to be the best part of the movie. I guarantee it. <laughs> the villain is a screen slaver. Oh, it's like screen saver, but with slave. Yeah, get it. Slaver. I get it. Brian um, sees what you did there. <laughs> I, I'm. I see you, Pixar. My favorite thing too is the the continued thread of uh, the character that Samuel Jackson plays. His wife just Frozone. nagging him. Ozone, right? Frozone. Frozone. Uh, about Frozone just being harassed by his wife. It's just a great, great thread that they just they they knew it was funny the first time. They just kind of kept it going. So I'm excited for June fifteenth. Pretty pretty pumped. For sure, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Absolutely, absolutely. It's All right. Be amazing. The next trailer that Josh found and then made us all watch is is right in the nerdy. I mean, it's literally right in our bubble, right? If you're a nerd and you get the idea of Comic-Cons and you also like heist movies, this may be the movie for you. It's called <laughs> Supercon. And it's it's Josh. Can you just kind of how did you pitch it to us? How, how, how did you how did you come across this? I, I think it's it's like nerdy movie heaven. I mean, you've got characters that you can laugh at and identify with you've got uh, a a bit of bullying in the movie and then a a comeuppance right um it's a heist at a giant comic-con you've got a scantily clad maggie grace ryan quanton is is entertaining john malkovich is in the movie russell peters in the movie you've got faces you know right in a heist movie it's good. It's it looks it looks funny. I'll tell you what. I'd be more I'd be more excited for Ocean's Eight if this was the premise. <laughs> did this, you watch the Ocean's Eight new trailer? It's, it's pretty good. I, I did. I, I did. don't buy Rihanna as an actress at all. So yeah, that's the only problem. I, I know, like, and I know that, but like, I don't think you need to buy her as an actress. She's just there to go like booyah. I don't know? even think she can say booyah and effectively. Like, what's your name? Nine ball. What's your real name? Eight ball. Like that's gonna be. Pretty much, you know, I, I mean, she, essentially, although she's the tech guy, um, she's going to talk about as much as the grease man. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, OK, yeah, she's going to talk like the Asian guy. Talk. The, the, I don't believe you. I want to the thing with Supercon that that I it reminded me a little bit of like like a Super Troopers and Logan Lucky kind of thing, because there's a lot of like getting hit in the nuts like like five, six times 
in the trailer. And the other part too is like the, the budget is clearly someone got together. like, I've got three credit cards. We can max out. Can we just make a movie for three, three credit? We can do that. We can do that. Someone did that for clerks. Awesome. I can't, All right, I can't we'll tell. It. Like, I can't tell if you're shitting on it. No, or... I think it's cool. Okay. All right. I think, I think the fact they just went, we don't need a million dollars to make a movie. Let's just make it. But it would be a limited a so budget. much better movie if you did have a million dollars. <laughs> it would be. But you know what? We'll work. I, you know, John Malkovich is clearly like, I'll work for here's here's a I poster. think the, the thing that I like the most is that this falls into sort of the um my favorite type of movie, which is that small cast. It's going to be heavily focused on the dialogue and the plan and the you know the the plot. And there's not going to be too many explosions or distractions or any of that bullshit, right? And my favorite movies all go that way. So I'm, I'm it's like limited sets, confined area. It's going to be good. And then on the complete opposite end of the spectrum is the movie with Jason Statham, The Meg. Short, which, short for Megalodon. I cannot tell yet if I if this is the greatest movie ever made or worse than Nicolas Cage in Wicker Man. I can't figure it out. I don't um, know where it lies. Well, I mean, it's... It's I mean, Mike Ledon. Like, it sounds like you're saying a Transformer name when you say it. It's weird. You know that it's a real... It's a real thing, though. You know that, Oh, no, right? I, well, but it wasn't. It got debunked. The Mike Ledon I ever thought was a real thing. Like, Shark Week kept putting it up on, you know, the Discovery yeah, Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rain Wilson even mentioned Shark Week. And then scientists were like, "This no, the the whole thing that you made called the megalodon did did not did not exist." I thought it just didn't exist the way they pictured it. Yeah, but was it? But was a thing. But that's kind of like 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 raptors, right? They got raptors all wrong, right? They're more like birds than they are like reptiles. It. We're not, I'm not here to talk about pterodactyls with you. I just <laughs> want like it's a basic velociraptors, raptors, pterodactyls. Listen. This is a giant fucking shark. Yes. Like, but a dinosaur shark. Right. Like, I like it would see the shark from Jaws and be like, that's really listen, fucking small. If you're saying to me that some form of a dinosaur shark existed, but maybe not necessarily the way they pictured it, that's terrifying. Yes. So, like, okay, look, I'm never going to pay to see this movie not like when it hits netflix i'm in i'll give it a watch because jason statham is entertaining at least i'm hoping that this is an elaborate ruse and that at the end like they're not going to show the title at all until the end of the movie and then it's just a turns out it's a jaws remake and ray wilson is hooper (laughs) yeah it's got rain wilson in it you got something against dwight schrute no uh, but i am concerned about the lack of beats in the in the I, I hope all the, the bloody water is made by beats. Beats, bears, uh, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Uh, but no, I, I really am. I'm actually, I'm laughing at this trailer, which, you know, like they started playing the, um, oh, shoot, what's the song they feature? Um, oh, so, Beyond the Sea. Yeah, Beyond the yeah. Sea. That's right. So they started playing like Beyond the Sea and they really started to get tongue in cheek with the fact of like, yeah, we understand this is ridiculous. Right. But at the same time, they're they're kind of going, but we're also serious. This is going to be violent. And there's going to be things blowing up. And I like you've got Rain Wilson. Did he say something like, you know, he's too good looking to be a scientist or some crazy yeah, shit? Something, like, yeah, or like he's got a surly attitude or something. Right, like whatever it is. Like, it's, it's just they I, they know what they have. Yes. 
And, but this and, is the same logic that people use for Sharknado, and this is how we end up no, with a whole series of no, Sharknado. No, this is not, come on. This, this is, is not more, so bad it's good? I think, isn't this more like, didn't LL Cool J make like Deep Blue Sea? Deep Blue Sea, yeah, Deep Blue Sea, yeah. yeah. This is like that. This is that. That's all it is. And that's fine. I may see this in theaters. The, the sad thing is, I don't know if it's so bad it's good, or actually good, or very, very bad, and I'm probably going to end up seeing this movie. It's a B-movie, dude. Like, use your movie pass magic where you pay no fucking money, but still get to <laughs> have the, the whole experience. You know what? We got some movie pass news coming up. We're going to we're gonna hit that in a little bit. But I, I do want to talk about a, another trailer that I, I actually am legitimately excited for. Uh, and that- it's like theaters accept your monopoly money, and that's what really bothers <laughs> me. The most. It's like you're you're actually walking into a theater with monopoly money. You're uh, you can't go in there and just tell them you've got imperial credits. It doesn't. These things don't work that way. Oh, he went in with his multi pass. He'd say, "No, she gets. It's a multi pass. Mo- movie pass. Movie pass." Anyway, uh, I want to talk about the the trailer for Dark Crimes. Because uh, it is like the second attempt for Jim Carrey to do like a like a scary kind of thriller esque nah, tw- movie. No, the number twenty three wasn't about. It wasn't the same type of character. No, it wasn't the same type of character. But it was the the tone that they were trying to hit. All was, right, all right, right. Yeah. But this is this is you know kind of this reminded me a little bit of um, not maybe Girl with the Dragon Tattoo or what the Snowman should have been and not what it was. Um, it looks extremely interesting. It's it's Jim Carrey kind of solving crimes, but being very dark and gritty. And, uh, you know, it's clearly filmed before he went completely banana cuckoo insane. And he's not Jim Carrey. He's somebody he's else. He's a painter now. Hmm? He's painting things. Yes. He's I'm painting. really I'm really worried that, you know, in 20 years, we're talking about Robin Williams. Like, th- this is. But that's how Ooh. I view. That's how I view Jim Carrey. Right. Ugh. He's. He's an intense dude. He's out there uh, like he like he's a raw nerve walking around is how I feel Jim Carrey is. So, uh, man, I got to tell you, this this role actually excites me a lot. Yeah, I think it could be really, really good. And I, I, you know, I just the dude is he's fucking brilliant. So so for those of you who haven't seen the trailer, Jim Carrey is invested. Well, not Jim Carrey. His character is investigating a murder. No, it's Jim Carrey. It's a, it's, a, it's a documentary. His lead suspect is uh, a novelist who may or may not be criti- uh, committing real murders with the plots of his murder book. So, I mean, you know, we've seen that before. But the way that it's done is it, it is very dark. Um, apparently, this movie premiered in Poland in 2016 and it's going to open in the United States here on, on May 11th. But I think we're also going to get like a direct TV like vod on demand thing earlier oh, well that doesn't bode well it doesn't bode well for the movie but I, I i'm interested i love jim carrey enough that i will see this in some capacity i don't know when probably not in theaters to be honest um but the i the tone I, reminds me of eight millimeter yeah yeah i like that um so brian what do you think though is that something I'm that smart. is that something you're gonna watch I actually enjoyed the number 23, so probably, yeah. I know nobody liked it, but I did, and I I, think Jim Carrey is a decent actor. I thought he was solid in the number 23. It wasn't about um, not liking it. I was just saying to CJ that you can't compare these two roles. It's widely panned. That's that's why (laughs) I'm making that caveat. Like, everybody hates that movie. 
My my favorite thing is there's a comment on the the website that we have in the show notes here for the trailer, and it says an English language film premiering in Poland, failing to find an American distributor for two years. That's a good sign. Said no one ever in the <laughs> film industry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all right. True. 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 That. But um. No. It looks. It looks very interesting. I. I will. I will definitely find a way to 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 see it. I'm very curious to hear what you, the listener, what you think about this. If because I, I I don't know this this is probably Jim Carrey's last movie for a long time and I'm very curious to hear what you guys think about it. All right, quick update on some other movie news that we have talked about. Uh, Josh, your beloved series Deadwood uh, is apparently one step closer to being in production. Uh, so what what's the news that kind of came out and just I want to get your reaction from it. Give me all the Deadwood. <laughs> Um, look, not all of it, like in in television or movie format. We don't all, need actually dead wood. Oh, but all of the all of the TV dead wood, all of it. Give me all the Timothy right. Oliphant. Uh, so they're making and a his movie. glorious I mean, mustache. It's not there's it doesn't have a green light yet, but we're getting news that that could possibly happen and production could start in October, which means that you know. By 2025, we might have something. <laughs> after after six more seasons of Santa Clarita Diet, we'll oh, be able right. to do HBO's I'm, Deadwood. I'm, I'm just saying, it, you know, it's it makes me happy to see Deadwood talk, but right, just you know, temper your expectations. Is is do you think this is because I I and I have to thank you because you were the one who told me to watch Deadwood and and I appreciate that because I've really enjoyed the the series. Is this a movie that I would put in my box of waited for too long to continue the story or is it just so good that it's going to be fine? Are you asking Josh to tell you what to think? Always, I need to know what to think. Obviously, we've we've determined time and time again. My opinion is not to be trusted, or so I. I, I mean, this to. is true. You thought the folding mate was a garbage thing. I did think that was a uh, waste of technology. But Josh, uh, basically, I'm just saying, should my brain just tell tell itself to shut off and just accept that Deadwood is great and everything will be fine? Uh I'm. You watched the series, right? I did watch the series. Yes. When would did you, it? When would, did it just, end, though? Would you rather find out for two hours? What happens after What's-His-Face leaves Deadwood? All right. Or would you watch any other movie? <laughs> Touche. As long as it's nothing like an Entourage movie, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm there. What I'm, I'll, I'll, really, all I'm saying is, like, I, I compare this to I need to know what happened after Hearst left. I need, I need closure. Okay. On on what happened. And if this is an end to everything, I would rather watch that than any Marvel movie. You know what? I guess that's the difference then from the other movies is that this is a, a movie that's uh, hopefully going to be get, answering questions and giving closure where it's needed versus just telling a story that like we got the first time and, and like if it if we never heard from them again we'd be okay. I, I think it's about closure. I yeah. really do. Okay. I really do think it's about putting putting a bookend on that series and a final resolution to these characters. Good. All right, no, I'm running board then. All right. John Cusack <laughs> uh gave an interview where he thinks, quote, that Disney will fuck up a high fidelity series. Um I, I gotta be honest, I and, and this is this is 
very hard for me to admit. I've actually never seen high fidelity. I know, I know, I know, I know. I can feel heavy objects being hurled at me. Oh! After I saw this, after I saw this in the show notes, and knowing Josh, and knowing that this reaction would happen right now, I I have officially added it to the top of my streaming list. I will watch this weekend. I will watch high fidelity. Will be done by the next time we record. Brian, I swear to Christ, if you say you haven't fucking seen high fidelity, I don't give a shit if you don't like John Cusack, and you're on record as a John Cusack hater. Tell me you've seen this movie. First off, I don't think I have ever said I hated John Cusack. I'm pretty sure you said those exact words. I think words 2012 was a giant mistake. On this podcast. I don't um, like John Cusack is what you said during a cast mm, this where I cast I like John Conair. Um, I have seen Fi- High Fidelity. Thank I, you. I, I, I indeed have seen it. I don't have I did to not lose. like it, though. No, oh! <laughs> oh, God, no. You know what? You know what? Wait, let me. I'm sorry. I'm going to back up. When, when did you see that movie? That this is the thing. I haven't seen it since I was a teenager. It's definitely something I gotta ah, watch. Ah, now you've been in a few relationships. You've loved and lost, and blah 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 again, and all this. So, so let me let me ask this because I I have not seen it. Why? Like, what is the appeal of this movie that they would want to make it into a TV series? CJ, and then why is that wrong? This is high fidelity. Is on any given day when I'm making a list about anything, I can't think about anything but high fidelity. Um, every single conversation I have with my son reminds me of high fidelity. The, the kid is always, <laughs> he's always, am I he's right? He's always making lists. He's always making lists. My son is high fidelity uh, personified. And it really is, is not, it's, it's heart wrenching and it's sweet and it's funny and it keeps you interested, and it's nerdy, and it's great, and it makes you laugh and cry, and laugh while crying, and it's so, so good. And it, like, if I'm making a list of my top ten movies, or top five movies of all time, I'm having a really hard time keeping High Fidelity off my list, but... That's not because it's an amazing movie. It's about my connection to the movie, the characters, more than one of them. And it's got such an amazing fucking soundtrack. I mean, I can't. It's it's unbelievable. So it's, so then it's all time. if it's if it's all that, why my, does a TV series sound because terrible? they want to gender flip the main character? Ah, uh, OK, but he's and go ahead. The without that character a woman is a different story so john cusack's tweet for context says the woman part seems good the rest not so much but this is a nick's book and hopes that he'll be involved if he's not it'll suck so he's saying okay we can do the gender switch but if the author isn't involved then there's no hope i don't think i don't think you can i like it's just a different it's so different that it's immediately not the same story because high fidelity is told from the viewpoint of a high school age boy, a college aged young man. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, sure. I don't understand how a high school age female thinks and I'm not going to, ident- I'm not going to hook up with it. Right. Here's the other thing. This is going to be proposed for Disney's streaming service. Right. So do you think that they can maybe take a little more risks with that in the sense of tone and, and maybe language and some of the content? 
or because it's got the the Mickey Mouse ears on it, this is this is going to have to be PG thirteen at the at the at the and, most. And that's a that's another big concern because high fidelity was not. Um, I'm I, it may have had a PG thirteen rating, but it was yeah. But that's when PG thirteen ratings were a little more raunchy yeah, than, than it was, what they are it now. Was out, it was out on the edge. Like uh, seeing seeing it on a a Disney Channel. Having watched the movie, I don't see it. But, <laughs> you know, I, problem is I'm so biased that I am not. This is this, none of this is actually, uh, you know, really right. I can't I can't defend it in any way. Brian, you're probably going to have to be the unbiased. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'll be unbiased, but I think what you're trying to say is that the then the moment the gender flip happens because and and I think there is a a, a modicum of truth here that women of that age and and girls of of high school age view relationships differently than a man would. Right. So the story does immediately change because it's told from a different point of view. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It it definitely could work. It's just they got to do it. They got to do it right. And I mean, I think a TV show could be a good idea. You could spend an entire season on that one relationship, like that one person, that one uh, experience, and then move on to the next one. Like, if that's kind of how they're planning it, I think it could be good. I think I definitely think it uh, is worth it. But it being on the Disney app. Right. High Fidelity was... Super bad before super bad. It, it, like from in terms of like tonal and humor and pushing the boundaries and, and it, it wasn't as raunchy as super bad, but it was very correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. It, it was very so on the edge. Like it could have been yeah, if it were I made mean, today, it, it could have been rated R. And I I get I get where you're going. However, comma there's an automatic complication by these are adults, not children. Right. So it's automatically completely different because they're not const- they're not constrained at all. Like like the, the super bad characters were. they weren't fighting against anything. They were just experiencing life, you know, in the city. So it, it's just I don't know. I I I can't I can't get past this this gender flip. Season. So let me ask. Let me ask from John Cusack's question or, or his point of view. Uh, if he's okay with the gender swap, but not okay with the fact that the rest of the story doesn't really lend itself to that. If the creator of that story is involved and can craft a story that is okay from a woman's perspective, are you willing to give it a shot? Or, or is that so much of a different property that you shouldn't even call it high fidelity? Uh, See, that's it should, it needs, it's not high fidelity. Um, Right. It needs to be its own thing. Okay. Yeah. But I'm willing to give it a shot and just ignore the title. If I recall correctly, didn't a brunt of high fidelity take place in a record store? It's again, my it's right up my alley. There's like a super, super short, you know, set list characters. Yes. So, I mean, and that was a huge, if I recall correctly, again, it's a huge driving force of the movie. It's in all of its advertising. So not even just the the, the, the point point of view of of the character. You have to update it. There's no place no way, like man. That you anymore. could be you at record store oh, owner in Brooklyn. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah, they're still there. No, it's San still Francisco, there. any place hipsters just live. Just vinyl cool. now. Is everything awesome. back to vinyl? I'm getting yeah. a hipster television show. Okay. No, no, no. No, no, Brian. So High Fidelity was hipster before hipster. So hipster was hipster. Right? That Jack Black was a fucking hipster. Like, you, people walk in and be like, do you have this record? I do, but I'm not selling it today. <laughs> And, like, the guy was so pissed off. If I come back next week, will you? I don't know. Maybe. Like, he was the original. And the the fucking, the weird guy that worked there with him. Like, they were the original hipsters. The hipsters didn't exist before that. So, it it seems. I'm honestly just throwing, throwing. Kerosene on the fire. I, mean, I just, I just want to see this. So I guess, I, I guess that's the thing. Hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie so much. You have to stop fucking with me. <laughs> I see your inner turmoil, and it is just—it's palpable. I can taste <laughs> it. It's amazing. Is this how you feel with every Cape Talk topic? Because this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Trolling you to fucking rile you up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's it. That feeling is exhilarating. So I'm turning around to to you, the listener, then, because this is obviously a, a topic that Josh cares about very passionately. Uh, first off, have you seen High Fidelity? Is it a movie that you've come across? Uh, and if so, very curious to hear what you think about the, the, this concept and what you know, John Cusack is kind of saying is are are his problems. And if uh, not, turn this goddamn podcast off. Go watch High Fidelity and then come back. Right. Just press the just press the pause button. We'll be back. We'll be here. Haven't seen High Fidelity. And now you have. Look at you. You're so smart. You're so awesome. All right, let's let's go on with the rest of the show. Uh, super quick, super brief. Just wanted to mention it because uh, I, I know that Josh and Brian have both been preaching this for years. Uh, 3D movies uh, are terrible. They're only <laughs> good when, th- when they're made to be 3D. And even then, they're not always worth the price of admission. Hey, and guess what? It's declining. Uh, 3D movies are not as popular. They're not bringing in as much money as they used to, uh, to which everybody else said, uh, duh. Like, 2010 was the peak of it, and it was mainly because of Avatar. And and ever since then, it's been added on, slapped on, not really needed. It's just not, not good anymore, and it's declining. Is anyone here surprised? In fairness. In fairness. Yes. It's, it's not the technology that's causing the... De- that's the filmmakers. No, it's the jungle gyms in all. Oh, no, damn it! I was gonna make a jungle gym bug joke. No. I beat you to the I jungle was gonna gym. Say, I was gonna say. In other news, the jungle gym movies have made a profit this year. So right, uh, right. <laughs> it's the goddamn jungle gym, CJ. Drive They're taking all the three D movie money. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, and, and listen, I mean, I saw Ready Player One and, and I saw it in, in IMAX 3D and while Why? it was well, because that was the only showing in large format. I like the large format. I didn't I didn't care. I didn't care about the 3D aspect of it. I cared about. You're right. There was no IMAX 2D for that movie. No, it was bullshit. It's all IMAX 3D. Well, that's I mean, that's how they get you. You want large format. We're putting 3D on it. You look, and I saw I saw Black Panther on IMAX without 3D. Yeah, because Marvel realizes we're not putting 3D shit on this. So let's not bother. Um, you know, and you know, Warner Brothers not not that way. Surprise. So, um, it's in decline. I mean, I mean, seriously, I I haven't left a 3D movie going. Holy crap, that 3D was great since Avatar. So, stop making 3D movies. Bottom bottom line, you left Avatar like that. 
Oh. Everybody, listen. Everybody, everybody left you. Avatar nope. going. Everybody, 3D was awesome, except for nope. you. Except for nope. you, because so you were just mad that money? it was Ferengoli, Pocahontas, and Dances with Wolves. That's the only reason you left all cynical and and mean spirited. Having never seen Ferngully, Pocahontas, or Dances with Wolves, I didn't hate Avatar. You should watch Ferngully, Pocahontas, and Dances with Wolves. They're much better yeah. versions. <laughs> I don't I will agree. watch. I will agree with you because one of them's got Robin Williams, so you know it's, it's yeah. definitely worth, definitely worth its time. Hey, I want to see if this company sounds familiar. My to name you. is Betty. <laughs> Erratic. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let's see, Steve. This sounds familiar to me. And tell me the name of the company. Hi. Thanks for calling. To hear ticket times, press one. Max Headroom. No. Oh. To hear listings of your favorite movies, press two. My local newspaper. You're a dickwad. <laughs> press three. Oh, that's Movie Phone. Movie I remember that. Phone. It was the dickwad that you got You know the me. company that no one remembers anymore except for like when someone Movie makes phone. the dumb voice joke that I just did? Yeah. So, hey, Josh, we were talking about MoviePass earlier. Here we go. This is the topic. MoviePass has purchased... The dead and decrepit movie phone service from AOL, which is the most 90 sentence I think you can say. A company that was owned by AOL that told you about the movies. That was, that was, that was the 90s. Uh, and what they're doing with it is kind of weird. They want to take the movie phone brand and the movie phone brand awareness, essentially, and turn it into a review aspect for MoviePass subscribers. So this way, their viewers can... So their 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 mission was this, was that... Normal people who review movies uh, usually come out more positive than those critics. So we're going to put... Right, because they're not trying to pick apart every aspect of the movie. Right. So they're going to put... Except for me. They're going to put user reviews on there more. No, gonna, you don't do that shit either. Eh, sometimes I do. Like with Avatar. Would you like to hear my no, review? No, 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 no. <laughs> Please, no. You do it when you hate shit. You, what, you don't... You just... But you still try to experience things... And you're not looking for reasons to walk out. The, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the, the reviews. I'm just not. And and they're also trying to basically take away some of the market and the value from Rotten Tomatoes, right? And put it into the the Movie Pass thing. So this way, another reason for you to subscribe to Movie Pass is because oh, well, Rotten Tomatoes can be wildly manipulated, or that, and they just you know it's a big market share, and Movie Pass wants to just disrupt everything that has to deal with the movies. Here, here's the thing about me that I'm... I just a think l- everybody should ignore reviews. I'm sorry, what? I just think everybody should ignore reviews. Except for mine. Except for like, ours, uh, right? When we review something or we no, say no, something. No, no, no. Like, unless you're something. saying it with your mouth, I don't think percentages should be factored, is no, what I'm I, saying. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Here's that's the thing. What, that's, what this was, that's, that's what this is getting at, right? This is about driving percentages. On, on movie phone? Yes. They they haven't given that part to it. I don't know if they're going to focus on the written review or stars. I don't know what I don't know what the review aspect is going to be. But they want it to be more user generated reviews than critic reviews. Basically saying, listen, movie critics are usually wrong. They usually come out with a lower percentage. And if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, most of the time fans love stuff more than critics. So you're a movie fan. Let's just talk about the fans. Here's the thing. I here's the thing that's a slippery slope with this, right? And it's their platforms that they own it. But now Movie Pass is getting involved with actually making and distributing movies. Right. So they have a financial stake in some movies right. coming out now. We, we've and talked then about this before. They're going to be in control now of reviews of right. some movies. Right. So then they're going to say, hey, this movie that you'll probably not want to see because it's from like Sundance and it didn't win anything and we just 
bought it for parts essentially it had a 16 minute shot of an open field it was glorious yeah and and someone's gonna be like yeah no, I, I like the fact that there was a lot of wheat you know i thought it was really good it's like gladiator when he read his hand around all the wheat it was pretty awesome and they're gonna drive attendance to that to that movie like i just see this being manipulated and only making movie pass more money and not helping any of the actual joe schmo people and we're back to ignoring review <laughs> what we're really back to is how the fuck does movie pass make money it's that thing. It's that the same. thing where, like, you know, Brian and and CJ, myself, we we look at the camera and we say, "I approve this message," and you know that because we're saying it directly into the mic. Right. Anybody posting online anonymously, flaming or lauding or otherwise, it's still just smoke. It's all smoke. You just and I approve to, that message. I you do have too. To, Right, you just have to go experience it for yourself, please. Um, and Brian, to answer your question, uh, how does MoviePass make money? Uh, the same way that uh, someone who just went to Congress to testify does. They just sell all your data. <laughs> they just sell right. all of it. All of it to everybody Every, who's buying. Anyone who's got $5 could probably buy your MoviePass data. Nice, very nice. So, so just I mean, just let that just let that be. I'm okay with with that because I get to see free movies. So I just I'm I, actually considering uh, purchasing a new identity <laughs> just for just for, just for this social media. No, you, no, I no, want to no, commit. No, no, I'll be I'll be me. Like I'll be me on social media. Right. Just for like anything that requires <laughs> money or like that kind of like a the, a total alias. For anything where I might be solicited, that way I'll know, and and it'll be all this other. I and I'll, I'll sign up with all the shit. I'll let them share all my all my all my data. It'll be great. Maybe maybe I'll try to sell my data. I'm not even sure. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to talk about the world of comics, how it's affecting TV, how it's affecting movies, but most of all, how it's affecting all of us this week, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for Cape Talk. Cape Talk. Bring on the gasoline, Josh. Let's do this. All right. So let's start first with some some fan feedback. We have some follow up from last week that we need to talk about. Uh, we talked about Todd Phillips' Joker movie, and Brian lawyered everybody. I thought with the explanation of why this is a bad idea. Uh, but it's what, lawyered. I I I think I said that my brain had been scooped out with a grapefruit spoon. Yes. That is the exact quote I put on the video uh, on Facebook. But not everybody is saying, hey, this is an open and shut case, guys. There's there's something that's still there. Mm, I beg to differ. <laughs> so we got we got some feedback from from Dave on Facebook. Um, and, and, I, I, and I and I and I went toe to toe with Dave on Facebook so that. I could just put my opinion out there and then on Friday night. Shut the fuck up and let Brian handle the business. All right. I'm going to read uh, Dave's comment. And uh, Brian, I, I, I'm opening the floor uh, to, to you at this point. Think about how open the storyline is. Was the Joker an abuse victim? Was the Joker a soldier whose scars resulted uh, from an IED? Which one of these stories was true or alluded to be true? Are any of them true? If the story is well-written, well-produced, well-directed, and well-acted, I will be the first to admit that DC slash Warner Brothers, and I'll be the first to admit with Warner Brothers and DC that those are some big ifs. 
I imagine that this could be an unreliable narrator film. Think of Girl on the Train or Gone Girl narrative style. Uh, in the universe of Nolan's Batman. In The Killing Joke, the Joker said something along the lines of, if I have a pass, I prefer it to be multiple choice. Now, imagine a film with a narrative like Pulp Fiction, told out of order and nothing, and never really knowing the truth until the very end, if you even know it at all. Imagine that, but told in Nolan's universe. The Joker and most other Batman victims, for that matter, are deeply individual characters who have never had a backstory. Uh, Nolan or otherwise have given half-hearted attempts at backstories like Burton. Uh, but this film could give us a deep origin of a villain for once. Uh, think of what this opens up for origins for Mr. Freeze, the Riddler, etc. Uh, this is a potential open up to the psychological side of Batman and his villains, which has always been a draw of Batman. Why does he do what he does? Why does a villain do what they do? For Batman fans who are fans of more than just saying, you know, strong, scary man kicks some ass. This is everything we could dream of. But the expectations will be so high that, honestly, if Nolan isn't involved in some way, it could really suck. So Josh uh, replied, the reason the Joker is the Joker is that nobody knows why and because no one understands his motivation. He's completely unpredictable, and that's what makes him great. That's what Josh said in, in reply. Uh, and again, remember, our premise was that this is Todd Phillips telling a prequel to to the Nolan part. So I get that Dave's going with a, hey, maybe we could just kind of ditch that premise and do something different. Uh, but Brian, uh, the floor is yours. Be kind to Dave. He was nice to at least reply to us. But I'm very curious to hear what you think. I don't I don't think Brian's going to be mean. And and I fully. Expect that. All of my, sh you know, short views on this will be expressed in Brian's. So I'm just total deference. Um. All right. So well, I'm sorry. What was the what was his name? Dave. 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 Dave, I respect your opinion, but I, I heartily disagree on multiple points. Um, Dave, I also want to thank you for um leaving the the post uh before i heartily disagree and the reason i did not personally comment on the facebook post is because not only was i working and my work does not allow me to pull out my phone very often but the response i would have would take up an entire novel and reveal parts about myself that i don't want mark zuckerberg to know <laughs> so Here's here's what what I I have to say. I am completely in agreement with you that a movie like that, if it was told in a uh, much like the comic book story that occurred a couple years ago, where there were five people, they were escaping from uh, Arkham. They all had different versions about how the Joker became the Joker, and they were all kind of recounting their stories about what they've heard. That's a cool concept. And it's even a cool concept in a movie. That is not the movie that we are getting. I will refer to the actual synopsis that was revealed, because if that was the movie that was that was getting, they would have they would have told us in the synopsis. They would have told us, hey, you know, told from the perspective of these people. But we got a synopsis that was pretty much, hey, Gotham's a shit show, and this guy is, you know, down on his luck and he relies on comedy and, you know, he's going to be pulled into this world of, you know, darkness and intrigue and, you know, we're going to see the things that made this person become who he is. Um, so that's not the movie we're getting. 
Um, so that's my first my first thought. My my second thought is, Dave, if I if I want to watch Pulp Fiction, I'm just I'm gonna watch Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction did it. They did it right. They Indeed. did it great. Indeed. And true, that's true, what I'm gonna watch. I, I I don't I don't need a movie that is Pulp Fiction, but with Gotham gangsters, because that's essentially what what I'm I'm hearing be described. Um, especially since it's the, the, the magic of Joker is not just the fact that we don't know his backstory. In fact, in the killing joke, yes, he does say that line. If I had a past, I prefer it to be multiple choice. It's an amazing line. Um, but in that, in that story, we get the origin of the Joker for the most part. So much so that like, we thought that was it until DC actually went out and announced and retconned it and said, no, 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 that's a, that's a completely separate, that's a what if story. That's an Elseworlds story. It's not a part of Canon. The Joker is still mysterious. So DC even recognized we can't give this character an origin and we need, we need to pull this back. It's a cool thought, but we need to pull this back. And I want you to rem- just think about what are the highlights of the killing joke? Cause it's not the origin story. Everybody remembers the killing joke for a couple different reasons. So number one is where he paralyzes Barbara. Oh. Number two is the, the ex- extreme torture he puts Commissioner Gordon through and Batman. And number three is the ending. And the ending being that for the longest time, even to this day, it is debated whether or not Batman kills the Joker in that story because it's, right. El- it's an Elseworlds story. It's very plausible that he kills him. And... The, the the lengths that Batman has gone to to say, I'm finally going to stop you once and for all. Those are the things we remember about the killing joke. Nobody says, yeah, that was a great story because we got an origin for the Joker. Everybody says it's a great story for the reasons that I mentioned before. The Joker is not nearly as interesting a character without the mystery and without Batman. The whole the the whole magic of the Joker is his relationship with Batman, and doing an origin yep. movie such as this, you are removing half yep. of the equation. Yep, which is a, a deeply flawed concept for a movie. I agree with you. Batman has an amazing Rogues Gallery. I especially love Quilt Man, but they all have very good, deep, rich stories, and we've explored some of those origin stories. You you mentioned Mister Freeze, which we. We have an origin for Mr. Freeze. We've actually redone the origin for Mr. Freeze twice. One being in the animated series, which is the, the, the origin that we decided that is our origin story because it's so sad and it is, you sympathize with that villain so much and you understand where he's coming from. And then we redid it again three years ago in the New 52 when we just took that and said, hey, that's not actually the origin that's just what he thinks is going on. He's actually insane. He never had a wife. And that was a really cool twist. And I, rem- and I remember reading that story being like, that just adds a completely different layer to Mr. Freeze that I didn't think of. You can do that with people like Mr. Freeze because Mr. Freeze, you need to be sympathetic for them. You need to understand where they're coming from. Otherwise, it's just a big bully in a Batman suit beating up on a poor guy. The, the magic of the, of the Joker is that he he's he just does things. He he does things to do them. They're, they're chaotic. Where Batman is extremely calculated, extremely thoughtful, 
and seeing those two sides of the coin battle with each other, how does someone who is so methodical fight pure chaos? That is the the why we all love the Dark Knight. And just watching somebody descend into that chaos, it, it's it, it's been done before. It's been done in so many movies. It's been done in Pulp Fiction. Um, so I'm not excited by that prospect at all. And I I I, I was thinking about this all week, Dave. I thought about this all week, and, and the, the only parallel I can draw for you is this. Besides my own personal feelings about this which you know I've, I've just notated um we all love wolverine wolverine is an amazing character i want you to think back if if you if you can with me uh back in the 90s we all really enjoyed wolverine in the comic books because wolverine didn't have a past he was a man yep. without a mission without a home he didn't understand yeah. what he was doing or why he was doing it and but he you knew that past was dark and it was mysterious and it drew a bunch of people to him and that is how wolverine became as popular as he is is because of the the mystery behind him and then we gave him an origin in the comic books and all that mystery left and we all saw how well the wolverine origins movie went <laughs> and when you give a character like that whose pure identity is built on the fact that this guy doesn't know where he came from and we don't know where he came from, it loses its magic. And I am instantly not interested in that character anymore. Now, I don't, don't get me wrong. I enjoy Wolverine, but the things that they have tr tried to do with his origin since to try to elevate it or make it just as exciting as it was before have failed miserably. Him having a son has failed miserably. Him having this, you know, kingship with Sabretooth, all of it is like, meh, okay. But I prefer my Wolverine to be this this lone samurai. Now you're doing now you're gonna do that with the Joker. And that's a huge problem for me. Because you're taking away a part of that character. You're taking away a part of his identity. And here's the other thing. If I know this is set in the Nolan universe, I will always, always compare this movie to Heath Ledger's performance in Dark Knight. You can't help but not do that because we need to watch this movie saying, here's this guy, but he somehow ends up here in the Dark Knight. And Heath Ledger's performance was so legendary and so good and so well done. And part of that performance was him changing the story of how he got the scars every time. The, and how he portrayed that just kind of maniacal chaos that like I don't know what this guy is going to do next if I'm watching a movie I need to know that eventually that character is going to end up there it will always fall short because of how good that performance is yep. that is the second problem with setting this in the Nolan universe so those are my thoughts you are more than welcome to uh, disagree with them as much as you want. And oh, but for the love of God, please don't do it via Facebook. Just like, a you know, a voicemail or. Yeah. Call us. So, yeah. Let's do that. Let's <laughs> not. Let's not. Ha let's not have. Because I'm sure you're going to have thoughts, but let's not hash them out. Like and anywho, th those are my thoughts on the on the topic. I, I definitely respect your opinion and I'm not saying you're wrong in any way. I definitely agree with you that like if we got a movie. That was being told the way you want it to be told. Yeah. 
I think it would be interesting. I, I would on, I would pay money tomorrow to see that movie. I'm on I'm on board with that with Brian. The, the movie that you described, Dave, is the movie I would like to see. The, but that's not the movie we're getting, right? It, and, and and that's and that's where I have the hangups. Right. So take yeah. with take that with with what you want. And and that's that's where I came down on it too. Was I love your idea? I think it would be cool. And you're right. If Nolan's involved, like even better. I, I know he's kind of done with that, so he won't. But Instead, we're getting maybe Walking Phoenix, which that's yeah, not terrible. So, I mean, uh, he's got a new movie out that looks pretty awesome. Uh, but you know, Todd Phillips and and right right now Warner Brothers and and DC. So, uh, I would rather watch your movie, Dave, any day of the week. But unfortunately, the movie that we were told is is not going to be good, and I'm, I'm not looking forward to it at all. So, but again, thank you so much for leaving your comment on the show, um, on our Facebook page. If you have more that you want to add or, or something else that you want to bring to this, I'm, I'm okay with having this conversation forever. Uh, call us, 484-373-4119. Leave a message on the air. This way, it's not me reading it because I'm, I'm awful at that. Uh, we have your voice on the show, and we'll, we'll keep talking about this. And if you, listener, yes, you, have an idea or some feedback about this movie, this conversation, do the same thing. Get on board with us. Talk to us, uh, and let's continue the conversation. All right, I want to continue on. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there are two things that that uh, Nicholas Cage just can't say out of her podcast. It, it seems last week he was, you know, CJ. I think it's that you seek out the Nicholas. I no, no. He, I think he's constantly scratching at the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last week, Nicholas Cage saying, I, I, "I, you know, I think there should be a rated R Ghostwriter, but keep me out of it. I, I shouldn't be in there. That's not me." And this week, I approve of that message. As and well. this week. Uh, continue on with the talk about the Joker, right? Uh, Nicholas Cage uh, gave an interview and he said this. Me, uh, I mean, I think my comic book days are kind of uh, I'm on to other things, but I'm always it, I can't even. He basically said that he uh, always thought that he would make a great Joker and that he would have been a good villain for a Marvel movie like Dr. Doom. But with Dr. Doom, you have to wear a mask. But I thought of the story leading up to Dr. Doom could be interesting. And at this point, if I was to go back to that format, I'd probably have to be as a villain. So he also is quoted as stating that he could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> Here we go again. We don't want origin stories to all the villains. We, we don't. Wait, I'm confused. Does he want to be Joker or does he want to be Dr. He, Doom? He, he, he always thought he could do a good Joker. Go ahead. The character he played in Face Off essentially was the Joker. So I was going to say Vampire's Kiss. Um, <laughs> you have to do what I say or I will fire you. Sorry, go ahead. All right, so there's a component of that as well, I suppose. But, like, I just, I just want Nick Cage to, you know... Die quietly. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, he's a national treasure. You can't say that. Here's uh, here's here's what I want to see. I agree. Nicholas Cage should play the Joker and the Joker should steal the Declaration of Independence. And it'll be a fantastic I, movie. I figured it out. Here's what we're doing. We're doing Dr. Parnassus style of storytelling, right? We're going to have th four different Jokers. We're gonna have your Joaquin Phoenix as 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 the you know the Joker that's that's in the room with Batman telling the story. No, every time you flash to quotes and oh, right, I made air quotes. You're right. Uh, then we have another Joker who is you know origin story number one, Tommy Wiseau. So he gets his Joker stuff. Joker number two, we get Nick Cage, and then Joker number three, uh, TBD. 
we get we get a third Joker. That we just let another wild card have added at the Joker. We get Dave's movie of different origin stories, and you know someone telling one of them, and that's a serious actor. And he got three wild cards on the other side. But 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 that's that's never gonna happen. So I, no, uh, Nicholas Cage. I I. I... I super hate everything you just said Me and too. do not approve this message. I <laughs> I agree. I don't want that either. That's the only way that Nick Cage gets to be the I Joker. I wish this could all be stricken from the record and <laughs> that What are you afraid this is like jungle gym thing? If I say this I loud just, enough, it's gonna I come wonder true. like I wonder what I need to do to go back in my DeLorean and stop you from saying those things. <laughs> but how can I do that without affecting other things you would say? And there's my conundrum is that You've double fucked everything, and I hate everything that you just said, and I don't approve that message. Ryan, what do you think about Nick Cage saying, I'd be a good Joker, and can we make a Doctor Doom origin movie? We haven't even gotten Doctor Doom correctly done right in the er, ever. Uh, Not ever. Fantastic Four movie, so no. <laughs> um, and Nick, Nick, I, I think you're great. I, it's wonderful watching you chase after kids with Cheerios formed into your face um but no no nick nick please just keep keep stealing national monuments and and just stay away from my comic book movies that's all i'm asking <laughs> I, I i think you have a place in movie dumb which is obviously that place is to do 16 movies every three months but not any of them should be comic book related thank you I approve that message. Uh, moving on to some good news in the world of comics. So at least we got some, some good stuff to say. We have a new screenwriter for the Batgirl movie. So uh, if you all remember, uh, Joss Whedon uh, stepped down, per se, uh, to do the movie. And they have now hired Christina Hodson. Uh, she was one of the co-writers of the uh, Birds of Prey spinoff, uh, the, the Harley Quinn story. She also has some other you know good writing uh, records underneath her belt. Uh, and I think this is actually pretty exciting news. This is a person who I'm okay with hearing someone tell the the, the Batgirl story, and it seems like she's a total badass. So I'm sorry, I'm you're gonna have to tell me what writing credits you know of that are extremely good because I'm looking at her IMDb right now, and I see four movies that she is the writer for, two of which are not even out yet, and and two are out. I've never seen them, but they're they're thrillers. They're 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 horror slash thriller genre movies unforgettable right wasn't that a- I, I don't i don't think that i don't think that disqualifies i, I didn't say it disqualified her I, i'm just saying what i'm saying is i think a lot of writers get their start in genres that are quote unquote easier to break into right less expensive to make maybe easier to get a job blah 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 it's the same way that that you know any writer breaks in is is smaller roles first, bigger roles second. There's nothing to say this couldn't be a breakout type of thing. I'm not willing to throw away hope that this is a good and I'm on record saying I'm not crazy about Batgirl, but I don't care about where the writer comes from. If they've got good chops, they've got good chops. That's it. No, yeah, I agree. I'm not saying that it discounts her. In fact, I'm actually happier that she's relatively doesn't have a ton of writing credits to her because that means I'm going to get something new and different. Yeah, and right. and yes. if this person can bring something really cool to the table, chip on and, the shoulder type writing. Yeah. God, right. Like God knows like, DC needs that right now. That's what, that's what we need. Exactly. That's what we need is like injecting new fresh blood into these, these universes. And, and Batgirl's a perfect place to do it. Batgirl is, you know, 
she's got the name recognition bat um she's got you know the the comic book nerds are going to see it but also you know the the teenage girls are going to see it you know for you know identification reasons and and this teenage is a story they're going to see it sure yep and this is a story that that absolutely should be told by a woman I, I just, you know, I, I've I've never seen her other two writing credits, so I'm, I'm I I do not judge at all. I'm hoping for something new. I'm hoping for something fresh. I think this is going to be cool. Yeah. Now, it all stems from this. She can write the best script ever. Studio needs to keep the fuck away from it. Yep. <laughs> and we need to get a a, a solid actress as Batgirl. Yeah. If those three things happen, it's going to be great. I agree, and I, I'm 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 excited for this. This just like you said, I, but listen, having a strong foundation and a good start, uh, that that's what DC needs for this movie. And w- the reason I was okay with Joss Whedon writing it and not necessarily it being a woman was, you know, the the, the man wrote a a long you know, long running female led you know show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was it was a strong female leading a, a, a larger group of people. So when you hear oh he's writing back, you're like oh okay, like he understands that he, he can make a strong woman protagonist i'm fine with that she doesn't need an ensemble she's fine on her own i don't understand how uh uh chloe grace moretz isn't batgirl already how how, that that would be a good pull there you go watch that like how has that not happened that is the new aaron paul for ghost rider because they don't because they don't have a script yet (laughs) right yeah but wouldn't she be amazing i think she'd be great she's the right age now yeah all right, uh, last bit of DC talk, since we're, we're, we're getting to the end of the DC part. There have been some set photos of uh, the new Titan series of uh, Beast Boy and, um, shoot, what's her name? Raven and Starfire. Beast Boy, Raven, and, yep. and Starfire. Um, you know, for me, they're just set photos, just people walking around. I, I pay no heed to them. What, what do you guys think? I mean, it looks cool. I mean, that was, that was my only thought. You know what I mean? Like, uh, we're going to see what's real soon. I'm excited for the show, Brian. Not so much. No, but- I mean I am excited for the show. Who said that? I'm super excited for the show. Are you? Yeah, it's Berlanti. In Berlanti, we trust. Okay. I'm completely okay with the show. Here, here's here's why why I don't have more than just one sentence to say with it because my one sentence is I, it, they're set photos. They're, and that's why I don't think people understand because a lot of Haterade has been spilling all over the internet over these photos. And to the point where I, I can't remember her name, the girl who was playing Starfire had to make a statement saying, clearly these are leaked photos. I am saddened by the fact that this is the way the fans get to see me as this great character for the first time. There, there's You should put no stock in these these photos, people. Besides the fact that, oh, hey, there they are. They're, they're, listen, if it's like any other Berlanti DC show, they're filming up in Vancouver. They're probably cold AF. They are right. all in just winter jackets. Like, you know, and like, yeah, they don't look great because there's so much that goes on in post-production that yeah. you don't even know. Right. And and they're probably walking to and from shoot. So either things have been taken off their costume right. or they're, added they're, to their costume. Like, they're they're messing yeah. around with their costume. They're resetting the set. You know, they're, they're, they're just chilling out. They're cold. They have this giant jacket on. So, no, this isn't an accurate representation of what the character is going to look like. So everybody needs to calm down. This was the lesson I learned when we saw Brie Larson walking on set in the green suit and what we just saw with Zachary Levi with Shazam. 
And I really realized that while it's cool to like see, oh, maybe this is what the costume looks like. It's it's meaningless. And and then we, and we all get right. And I say we, I mean, uh, the, the Internet the, and, and nerdy nerds get all riled up about this is wrong. And just like, guys, it's not the finished product. Like, you really can't like stop passing judgment on this. Like, leave it alone. Like Tom Holland, when he was on the set of Infinity War, didn't wear the spider suit. Right. He wore a gray suit with the, the sensors on it. So it's not like you can be like, oh, well, the Spider-Man costume is going to look so bad. It's going to be like Green Lantern. Like, no, shut up. Like, just watch the finished product and then be like, oh, that was cool. Like, stop, stop getting angry about set photos. It's stupid. Yeah. And, and that's all I wanted to say is that. There's listen, I looked at them. I was like, all right, hey, we're halfway there. I see. I see things I recognize. And that's great. Yep. Can't wait to see the final product, because obviously this is not what it's going to look like on screen. Yeah, right. Have you seen the video of uh, uh, like superheroes without the special effects? And there's the episode of the, the Flash where it's the crossover with, with Supergirl. And she's yeah, like, where they're like just jumping in place <sighs> and stuff and like spinning his arms and they look ridiculous. But then they show like what happens when you put in the special effects. So same thing. And there's like it's not even like the special effects portion of it. It's yeah, like, I know. It's just like like they, they change everything. They, they change the pigment of costumes because certain colors don't show up well on film. So they have to touch it up in post and things like that. There could be any number of things that happen on the back end once this footage is shot and done and thrown in the can and put through a computer and redone and retouched. It's not going to look like this at all. Give me a trailer. I, I want to see a trailer yeah, for this. I I want, I, I'm excited. I, right. I really am. Let's move on to the world of Marvel because uh, Avengers Infinity War has had an awesome week this week. Uh, it is now outselling the last seven MCU movies combined. And to get that perspective, that's Ant-Man, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, and Black Panther combined. Pre-sales. Yes, pre-sales. for pre-sales. Let, 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 let's be clear. Because, I mean, hey, Black Panther po- passed another milestone and is now the third highest grossing movie domestically of all time. Woo-hoo! Just beat out Titanic, which awesome, fantastic, right? The only thing it, it is under is Force Awakens and Avatar. I mean, this is a huge deal. Black yeah. Panther was the biggest pre-sales of all time before Avengers. And the fact that not only did it outsell Black Panther, but it sold more than the that plus six other movies combined is huge. Which brings me back to my original point when Still we saw the trailer. Still not going to beat Avatar. Still it, not going to beat Avatar. It, it is definitely it definitely is a contender. It's, it's not going <laughs> to definitely be is a contender. It's not happening. But okay. I didn't. I, I can't wait till I'm right. <laughs> so. Uh, well, that is the end of Cape Talk. Uh, I, I, I have to apologize. We forgot to talk about the new trailer for Solo, a Star we Wars. We didn't forget. CJ forgot. I, I'm not watching. It's all CJ's fault. I'm, I'm, again, this is on the list of I, I'm trying not to watch trailers anymore once I'm already sold on a movie. Uh, and I watched this one and was... Com- I, I, so your abstention is applied globally? Is what you're saying? I, I'm just saying now, anytime I'm, I'm sold on a movie, I'm just not watching any more trailers for it. Because I was actually disappointed in this trailer. So everyone else suffers. I get it. You were disappointed? <laughs> yeah. Like, why did we end with the cliffhanger of what's going to happen to Chewie? I need you to shut your horn mouth. Uh, like, I, I get that. We all know Chewie survives. We get that. Like, yeah. Like, uh, whatever. It was also the, unless, I've, got good, I've got a good feeling about this. I feel like I'm seeing the best part of Chewie's 
yeah. our Chewie's and see, father no, no. slash brother or this uncle. This is why I hate like baby group. And this it's is why I hate group. trailers is because then now the fan theories start and I got to argue with people about no, that actually is Chewbacca. And then if it isn't Chewbacca, then I got to hear all the fan. Like, this is why I fucking hate bullshit like that. I, listen, this trailer didn't wow me at all. So I was like, oh, great. This is oh, really uh, the entire wow. scene on the train before said Chewy scene didn't wow you because that was like I was excited to watch this train battle while it was like zipping through like a roller coaster. It looks it's, it's, awesome. It looks great. It looks cool. What? It looks cool. CJ, I, I'm not I, sitting there going, oh, my God, I need new pants. I like, will not- I will pay. Fifteen dollars to watch Donald Glover pretend to be Billy D. Williams yes. for three so hours. Awesome. All, all I don't the Donald get, Glover he's, oh, he I want, is going to be so totally, good. I want a, I, so good. I want him so to get good. his own movie. I just want a Lando movie now with with him in it, and and I'll be happy. We can have a Lando movie now. I'm, As a matter of fact, we can have another solo movie now. Please, just just make, based more. on this, just yes, based on this trailer alone. There's more solo Absolutely. to be told. I'm good with that. I am. It's Space Ocean's Eleven. Yes. I am. How are you I, not on board for that? I am I on am, board. I'm as excited, okay. as excited for this as I was for the last two Star Wars movies. So let me set the record straight on this. I love this movie. This movie is going to be so cool. Is it a Star Wars movie? Is it a Star Wars movie? Of course, then I'm going to see movie. it. I like then I'm already there. I already got the tickets. I'm not saying that I don't think the movie's impressive. Just I like the trailer didn't make me didn't didn't take me to the next level. It didn't bump me up to eleven. It it kept me. At, yeah, this movie's going to be awesome. So I like this movie. That's I'm going just to see this your movie. MK Ultra training. Like that's all that <laughs> uh, no, I just I'm just. just Ryan, am I wrong? No, I, I you're mean, not wrong. Just about me. the trailer I, I have, all you want. I just I I'd rather won. see the movie. Just give me the movie. I have one reservation. I'm still not sold on this guy as Han Solo. Yeah, me too. Uh, we got to see it. We got to see Other it. Other than we that, yep, you're it. right. We got to see it. And I'm not like that. That's not saying I'm not going to see this movie because as CJ stated, it is indeed a Star Wars, Star Wars movie. movie. Going to see it. But this movie, this trailer was awesome. I'm in. I'm I'm in. You know, I'm you sold. know, what, you I'm know what's getting me more, even more and more excited after I just watched it again. It's like. We haven't seen Chewbacca actually fucking kill people. Kill nothing. And this, he's going to yep. be awesome. He's going to be like this ninja bear, and I want to see it. It's going to be, it's going to be, I want to awesome. see Chewbacca break somebody's spine. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I, I, I'm with you. Let the record reflect excited for this movie. Trailer did not take me to eleven. That's that's the only message I want everyone I, to walk I away. I don't with. see how those things. I don't think if like, I don't aren't think a second trailer exclusive. I don't think a second trailer is supposed to take you to eleven. I think it's supposed to say, "Hey, this remember?" One took me. It took me to eleven. It took me that's to what eleven Josh too. Is saying. But, then but, then but, what the but, fuck? But listen, your 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 argument is invalid by the fact that I, even though this is what it did for me, I don't think that's what a second trailer needs to do. Right. A second I'm trailer it didn't do it for me. But it's not supposed to. It doesn't necessarily have to. A second trailer is not necessarily supposed to be like, hey, we're going to ratchet you up to 11. We're going to make you even more excited. You're, you're going to be you're going to change pants six times in two and a half minutes. That is not <laughs> what a second trailer needs to do. You right. know what it needs to do? It needs to say, hey, hey, summer movies. There's a ton of them, right? 
and, and right. there's so many coming out. And we know you're going to go see this movie. We sh- the last time we saw a Star Wars trailer was what February, January? When was the Super Bowl? A long yes, February. Yes, almost. It was over two months ago. This is just a reminder. This is a reminder of oh hey by the way. I know you just saw the Avengers trailer and you're really excited for that. I know you just saw a Deadpool trailer and you're really excited about that too. But guess what? Solo's also coming out. So I need you to prepare yourself because May is going to be amazing. That's all that this is going to do. That, that's all it has to do. It doesn't need you to get more excited because you they already got you. They already got your ticket. We know they do. They just need to, re- hey, remember this? Don't forget. Mark it on your calendar. That's all it's supposed to do. It, it was a trailer. I, I'm already excited for it. So let's talk about some awesome news that I, I got super excited that had to deal with the Millennium Falcon and Disney doing Speaking some of amazing Solo, so this is a fucking perfect shit, segue. Right? In fact, CJ did this on purpose. He didn't forget <laughs> to talk about the Solo trailer Footage at all. from Disney's Millennium Falcon ride has hit the internet and it looks fucking awesome. Uh, this is a ride that I need literally right now. I need it right now. Give it to me. It, it's like... The first time I went on the Spider-Man ride at Universal Studios and how I was like, holy shit, my mind is blown. That's what this ride is going to do. It's awesome. Disney makes fantastic rides. Like, watch this video and tell me you're not already somehow camping out waiting for this ride to, to be open. But I'm imagining being in that seat. You're hitting some some at-ats. You're bouncing all around. I mean, it really it, to me, it feels like the Spider-Man ride. Universal. It does. That's, that's what I'm really excited for. Or Star Tours. Yeah, but my question is, is it going to be Star Tours like me and 30 people or is it going to be like Spider-Man with like me and four of my close I friends? I think it's going to be like with you and four of your close friends, like you inside the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. There's not a whole lot of people. Oh, that. my gosh. If I could actually like be in like the cockpit, like that's like that's the probably what get in. I hope so. That'd be so It's cool. Disney, man. They got the Disney money. And then Josh is just Disney in the next seat going. <laughs> Uh no no uh, I won't I won't I won't ever be oh right okay yeah right yeah. Josh doesn't do rides Josh doesn't do rides unless they shut down the entire park for him and this is coming to Disneyland and Disney's Hollywood Studios in 2019 so they're not shutting down the entire place for you Josh so you're probably never gonna see this that's sad this is awesome I'm very excited for this I saw a tra- I saw a trailer for a ride at Disney and got excited. There we go. That's some positive movement, right? <laughs> that's that's speaking excited by a trailer the right way, right? All right, listener. That I mean, listen. That's all we got this week. Now, listen. Today was a long episode, and I appreciate you hanging through with it. And and again, uh, we love having discussions with you, as we could tell with our conversation with Dave. So again, Dave, thank you so much for for commenting on our yes, Facebook page. Yes, thank you, Dave. Uh, and listener, we always want to hear from you. So how can you do that? A couple ways. Go to Facebook, go to Twitter at that kind of nerd and talk to us. You can find us on Instagram at that kind of nerd podcast. We put videos up every single day of the week. Definitely something worth your watch. Or you can call us or text us 484-373-4119. If you don't know the number, go to the show notes on your podcasting app and you can find it there. Also, we would appreciate if you gave us a five star review on iTunes. It means the world to us to hear your feedback on the show. I'm CJ Mellon, joined by Josh Burns and Brian Thornton. Thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood or your drive to work, and we will see you all next week. If you love comics and sci-fi and technology, television, video games, and fantasy, well, take a listen to our show, I'm sure you'll see. There's many points where we can agree. 
like that Martha as a plot point was just too absurd And Apple versus Android is a case to be heard And that Josh Trank's new Fantastic Four was a turd Well welcome to the club cause you were that kind of nerd Nothing nothing has been better on this show, by the way. My favorite moment of this show was when you got Chinese food. <laughs> and and we were, I don't know if we were recording late or we were early. I don't know what the circumstances were, but you were just finishing your Chinese food. And then you had your fortune cookie. And we're like, well, listen, we're already in this. Like, you're, you're just finishing your Chinese food. Crack open the fortune cookie. Tell me what it was. It was early. It, but it, it's, it's, it was it's a, very early. It's a moment that stayed with me because it really is a highlight of who we are as people. <laughs> it, the, that moment stayed with you? What was the fortune? Ooh. Oh. You don't remember. I don't remember no, the fortune. who the fuck remembers shit like that? Christopher Jacqueline Mellon. Christopher Josephine Mellon. You were uh, close with Jacqueline. Meanwhile, back in the Hall of Justice. You've turned you've turned CJ full Bill Clinton. I don't know there, if you've noticed I gotta that. tell y'all that I love you dearly, and there's no need to fight, because I love you. All right. Well, and, and listen, I I, 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 I actually have no point. 